and we're back for another par train. And it wouldn't be a par train without a Cermak technological issue. So he's not joining us tonight because he had another tech issue. So it's just Strat and I. Strat, how you feeling? I'm good. Uh, I'm wondering if we should start a GoFundMe to get Serm a, a new laptop or maybe an iPad or something. I don't know. I mean, that's we might want to put that on Twitter. That's that's a good call. I mean, the guy. You want to talk about tough to watch? I mean, we miss the guy. We really do. But this whole thing, it's tough to watch. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you know, it's actually there's a lot of parallels with our subject today. I mean, this is a guy who, uh, you know, had a lot of promise early in his career, mm-hmm. technologically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden just can't seem, to, can't seem to put the pieces together. You know, later in the career, once he gets a little taste of success, he's, um, he's struggling, and we're not sure why. And that just really dovetails perfectly into what we're talking about today. Wouldn't that you say? is an unbelievable comparison. Rory McIlroy, uh, spoiler alert, we're talking about Rory today. Uh, Rory McIlroy is a 2011 MacBook. <laughs> yeah in 2011 yeah, you know what was, a touch bar is that thing was the thing to have it was fast oh, it was powerful it. everybody wanted everybody wanted one and in 2019 you're kind of wondering like where did it all go you know you're thinking is it uh is it a virus issue like do i have, do I have too many viruses did i uh did i did i download too many songs too much Nelly, maybe? Oh. Who knows? Yeah, that's that was good. Um, I mean, we know it wasn't a mosquito bite because he avoided that in the Olympics. So, Thank um, God. Yeah, but we should say, I mean, we don't want to make it sound like Rory sucks. Like, obviously, he just won the players, you know? And he, he had, what, like six top tens start the year? So, obviously, he's on his way back. But with a guy like Rory, we'll get into this, but it doesn't really matter until he wins that next major. But before we dive in, Let's give a quick intro of what we're going to cover today. Uh, this is the second edition of what we call our player deep dives, where um, you know we want to give you something that you can enjoy from now until three months from now, if you want to review on the career of Roy McIlroy. So the first one we did was Phil Fig Jam Mickelson, and this one, right off of his big win at the Players, we're going to take you through Rory's career. We're going to do some fun segments and debates. So. We're going to start off going through some stats and facts from his career, take you back to his AM career, some things you probably don't know or don't remember. Um, we've prepared three fun segments uh, to maybe get those belly laughs going uh, in traffic for you next week. Uh, we're going to talk Rory's body. That is... Oh, have you heard of it? <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk about his body. At great length, Brandel is interested in it too. Uh, we're even going to talk time. his morning routine. Time. Who doesn't love a good routine? You're going to learn from what Rory's morning routine is, um, his little tip of what he does under pressure to hit a good shot. And then we're even going to go down a rabbit hole of sorts and try and figure out what career would you rather have, Rory McIlroy or Jordan Spieth, who's going to have a better career at the end of, their, at the end of it. Who's more likable? I think we know the answer, but why? Why is one of the guys more likable than others? And, you know, we'll just riff from there. So this is going to be a good one. I say, should we just jump right in? Uh, yeah. Okay. You sure there wasn't anything <laughs> you wanted to say there? Uh, I thought about it, and uh, yeah, let's jump in. Okay. Let's do um, mm-hmm. Why don't we start with the amateur career? Because a lot of times, we don't we don't follow along when someone's an amateur, right? They just burst onto the scene. It's kind of interesting to look back and see. So this first note here is actually at age 15, Rory was on Europe's winning 2004 junior Ryder Cup team. Um, oh, it was held in Ohio, okay? And he became the youngest ever winner of both the West of Ireland Championships and the Irish Closed Championship. Wow. Um so he retained that West of Ireland championship and then followed it up with back-to-back wins at the Irish Close Championship in 2006. And then even won the European Amateur um, near Italy in, with a score of 274. So obviously at age 15, like the guy 
was firing on all cylinders. Yeah, he had the stuff. He did. And then um, in 2000, when he was 16, just a year later, he played in the 2005 British Masters, made the cut, the European Tour for the first time at 17. He had to go. He had to forego prize money there, obviously, because he was an amateur. And then in the 2007 Open Championship at Carnoustie, he was awarded the silver medal as the leading amateur. So clearly, um, I think most of us remember this from an early age up to 17. Um, we all expected him to do kind of what he's done so far, um, but we didn't expect his weight level and that hair. I mean, that was, I don't know if you remember it, but. The hair was tough, uh, you know, um, and, you know, we've all seen the the infamous Nike commercial where baby Rory is watching Tiger through the years and uh, playing with his dad and using, you know, car lights to uh, to light the way as he's, you know, playing ad nauseum in his never ending quest for perfection. And he was kind of a Sergio-esque trage for his early career. Mm. Kind of a Justin Rose trage for his early career. A lot of promise, you know, jumping out of that gate hot and early. And then it gets followed up by some results, you know, different to, in contrast to Rosie and, uh, and Serge. The, the kids started to deliver and deliver in a big way, um, which is why I think a lot of people are a little sour on Rory because they know that that, that greatness is there. You know, it's not like we're dealing with someone who doesn't know what the hell they're doing. The guy's been in the big moments. He lives for him. At least right. he used to. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there anything better than having the trags and then performing and getting those results? Because you mentioned a lot of trags early tra- on. Talking about trag performance? Yeah, you're talking about that trag performance early on. A lot of trags early on. Yeah, you're going to want it. And if you've got it, you want to exploit it. <laughs> so speaking of the results that you mentioned, do you want to take... Uh, our loyal listeners through uh, kind of his highlights of his career. I kind of took you through some highlights of his AM career, um, which actually it's funny. I'm thinking back to the AM career we highlighted of Phil. It almost makes Phil's amateur career seem even more incredible um, by comparison. But do you want to take him through his professional highlights real quick? I'd love to. Um, he is uh, he's currently one of four players to have 15 PGA Tour wins plus four majors and do you know who uh you know who the other three are two two shouldn't surprise you one might surprise you any ideas huh well strat i'm going to go ahead and guess big cat tiger woods is going to be one of them clearly i think who i just mentioned fig jam there you go any ideas on that third, third i mean that's tough it might surprise you. It might surprise you, but he comes from the Africa of the South. Oh, <laughs> he's uh, he's the biggie. Ernie Els, Ernie fucking Els. Who, oh. by the way, if you have seen him in person, he is a big bastard. Yeah, I mean, the guy's hands look like a bunch of bananas. You know? Yeah, I think I got a picture with him back in Tucson back in the day. Probably so circa large 2006. Man. Big man, big man, large man. Anyways, yeah. to get back on track. Roars has 13 wins on the European Tour. He's the three-time European Player of the Year, two-time PGA Tour Player of the Year. Oh. He's the three-time Race to Dubai Money Leader, which, honestly, that sounds fake and made up. But <laughs> that's, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of money involved. He's a two-time PGA Tour Money Leader, which, again, impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this. A lot of people forget FedEx Cup champ. Remember that one year when he didn't do anything and then he just decided to win at the end? Sure do. Might, we might want to revisit the point weighting structure of the FedEx Cup, but that's another episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2011, Roars broke the U.S. Open scoring record at Congressional. Still holds it to this day with a combined score of 268 over four days. He's got 156 events on the tour with 73 top 10 finishes. That's another thing. That's Even though crazy. We, we, talk sh- we talk shit about the guy. He is consistently battling in that top 10 I mean, he's the, the thing that's been interesting lately which is kind of sparking some some rory magic at least in my eye is he seems to be coming on on all day movie day he's making runs on saturdays he's he's battling he's almost kind of tiger-esque he's battling on thursday friday he's putting himself in a position to be somewhat competitive and then he's turning it on on saturdays but again 
shows you how uh, how consistent he is. And speaking of Tiger, oh. Rory was Tiger-esque from 2011 to 2014, four majors, two PGAs, which, eh, all right, fine, technically, he's those are two majors, <laughs> one U.S. Open, impressive. Uh, you know that those greens are fast in the U.S. Open? Did you know that? And they grow the rough. Did you know that? Yeah, there's, there's no way for the ball to stay. And, uh, and, a, British, and a British Open. So, yeah, and a British Open. So he's uh, he, the, the guy has the pedigree. He knows what it's like to win. And more importantly, he knows what it's like to win in the big events. I mean, you don't win four majors in four years without having a command of your game and a command of what sits between your ears as well. A couple things I want to comment there. I think you did a great job oh, go ahead. with sure. that. Um, you Thanks. really grounded us and gave us the respect and context mm-hmm. that is Rory's mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a great job. Mm-hmm. Two, mm-hmm. Uh, I want to go back to that stat of 156 events played on the PJ Tour, 73 top 10 finishes. Yeah. Usually, we don't really look at the like ratio of top 10 to events. Usually, in the past, we've looked at events played and cuts made. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't even mean to rhyme there. So oh. that's actually kind of crazy. Question for you. Is Rory McIlroy the ultimate backdoor master? Does Rory like the backdoor top 10 more than anyone? Is he, is he a big backdoor guy? Is he a backdoor little Joe? <laughs> he might be because uh, I, so, you know, we've been in the tech world. I got a caveat. I got no data to support this, but I'm pretty sure my gut tells me that I remember this happening on all hands and toes multiple times where Rory is nowhere to be seen and suddenly you look on the leaderboard at the end of a major or a big tournament and he's like, he finished ninth. And it's like, how the yeah, hell did he know, do that? You know what? You might be right because I, I think any time I've noticed Rory, it's exactly in that scenario. It goes a lot like this. I'd be like, all right, what's going on here? I guess it, the fuck? Rory? Where the hell did he come from? He's the backdoor Rory's, king. He's playing this weekend? And now he's he's two back off the lead on a Sunday his tea time was at 9 a.m. and he's thinking that his 62 on Sunday might hold that's pretty classic Rory's to be honest he is the backdoor king it's it's really something to see. we might want to unpack that a little bit the backdoor other thing, little row the other thing that's crazy is uh the point about tiger like you know that's something that's everybody's trying to find the next tiger we all know that but I will say there's probably been nobody else that has done the clear away domination in majors like Rory has twice. I believe it was obviously congressional. And then I think it was Valhalla, the PGA where he won both, I think by 11, 10 or 11. Uh, the, the only guy I think we've seen win a major by that much was tiger. Obviously in 97, he's done it multiple times in majors, but maybe that's what started the whole, Obviously, the number of majors in the number of years, four and four, but the way he won it is probably what created that conversation the most. Fair? That's fair. And, you know, you mentioning Rory and Tiger in the same sentence just got my mind thinking. And I'm wondering if Rory's fatal flaw was taking PGA Tour Golf EA Sports from Tiger and putting his face on the franchise. I mean, is this a Madden curse? Did he just... Did we just get to the root of what's going on with Rory? The day that he took Tiger Woods golf from Tiger and it became Rory McIlroy golf presented by EA Sports. <laughs> Did things just go south in a hurry? Wait, let me get this straight. I just want to review. Are you saying that if Rory McIlroy had a baseball card, it would say three things? He's a 2011 MacBook. He's a big backdoor guy. And he's the king of the Madden curse? <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are thinking that. A lot of people say that. That is, I got to say, that take might be the best one I've heard in months. That is, that nobody's talking about that, and maybe they should. Maybe they should be. You might want to throw that one on Twitter. So for the listeners at home, you might see that on the Twitter before you hear it in your earballs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. just be ready for that one, okay? You're going to get a little taste on the tweets, and then you're going to get the full entree in the pod. Let's Speaking continue. Speaking of that, we do a bad job plugging. Why don't you go ahead and follow us at, at the Par Train on Twitter and at the Par Train on Instagram? Uh, great Just content. Premium, really top quality content. Yeah. You know, we're big content guys. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's great context. We've got a few more fun facts that I think is really interesting. And then I think we're just going to get into uh, some funny segments here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, first is 
This is crazy. At oh. age 15, Rory committed to East Tennessee State. What? What? To play, <laughs> but later decommitted to pursue amateur golf in Europe and then turned professional at age 17. Did yeah, he I'd say that was go? probably a good did call. He, yeah, did he go? He's all right, let's do this. I'm excited. Can't wait to see it. Actually, you know what? I'm going to stay in Europe. I'm going to try to become pro. I mean, you've been to East Tennessee? So I kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm having our stats guy look this up real quick. East Tennessee State University is where? Let's see. That is in Johnson City, Tennessee. Don't know where that is, but we should just, I just want to paint this picture for a second. Rory McIlroy, fat boy with big curls. Walking around East Tennessee State. Talk talk about a match made in heaven. I you mean, want to talk about the Sunday that's bar? A, that's that big kid, shit right there. That kid would be like Josh from Heavyweights, just hiding I those mean, candy bars everywhere. We got a potential Irish Duff Daddy on our hands if he goes to oh. East Tennessee State. If he went to East Tennessee State, he might have never created the workout controversy. Oh, controversy. sure. Uh, Brandel might, yeah, might, Brandel might not be talking about him. Brandel would never have talked about Rory's body if it was if he went to East Tennessee State. He would definitely be the Irish Duff Daddy. I think that's also accurate. God, I wish I could have seen Rory as the Irish Duff Daddy. I'd love to see that parallel universe. Okay, uh, another fun fact: he shot. Now we're going to hear a lot about this come uh, later in the summer. Okay, mm-hmm. so you heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Rory shot a sixty-one hashtag mm. course record. At Royal Port Rush when he was 16. Guess what Royal Port Rush is this year? Let me guess. Is it the host of the 2019 Open? It is. And one oh. thing you need to remember is mm-hmm. that's the final major this year. Oh, thank, thank God. God. <laughs> thank God. I mean, you know, the fucking PGA as the final major, that's like a, an incredible steak dinner at the nicest steakhouse you've ever been. And you're ready for dessert. You've been seeing the cart going around. You watched some fat bastard next to you house uh, perfectly presented hot fudge Sunday. You ask the waiter for one of those. And he says, ah, I wish I could. We don't have any more. Here's a dinner mint. You know, it's like Ugh. it just leaves a shit taste in your mouth. And not only is it just saying we only have a dinner mint. Then it's like shy boy ordering another helping of lobster mac macaroni and cheese okay (laughs) (laughs) macaroni and cheese there's no shortening on the lobster mac he's not a lobster mac guy it's a macaroni and cheese macaroni and cheese sure with a little lobster put in okay that's a little in that's a little inside baseball but still sure um he was one in three players in history to be the number one in the world as an amateur and a professional that's pretty awesome wait who are the others let me guess tiger big jam uh i think you're right no, no, it's not Fig yeah. Jam because Fig Jam was never a number one player in the world. I actually don't know what the, who the other is. Oh, when, you know what? We'll 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 look into that. We'll, we'll throw back. it in the we'll throw it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll throw it in the show notes. <laughs> I say I will, but I probably won't. So you guys can just you know, <laughs> yeah, check us on Feel Twitter. Free to let us know Google on the Twitters. Away. Yeah, let yeah. us know. Yeah, tweet <laughs> us. Let us know. Ask Jeeves. Uh, <laughs> suspense is killing me. I won't be able to uh, edit this until I know. Yeah. Uh, okay. The he also has I never knew this. This is interesting. I feel like we've heard every player and celebrity that has replica holes in their backyard, like uh Jim Nance, Mark Wahlberg. We haven't heard about this. He's got a road hole replica bunker in his backyard. How about that? Oh, oh interesting. Yeah, weird that's just the bunker. You'd think he'd have a full home. Anyways. Yeah, it's um, uh, bizarre. And then obviously a couple controversies outside of his body. In May 2009, he stirred up the controversy by stating that the Ryder Cup, I believe this was before he played in one, is the thing, this was his first one, uh, that the Ryder Cup is an exhibition event, um, and his goals are to win tournaments for himself. Golf's an individual sport. He wasn't real thrilled, he wasn't really into the Ryder Cup yet, but he mm. later admitted in interviews that he didn't get it yet, and that was a mistake. So, um, you know, the guy's living and learning. And then lastly... Mm-hmm. He refused to play in the Olympics, um, just like most of the big guys, because of the mosquitoes and its effect on your ability to have kids. Later mm. in life, he also admitted that he kind of jumped on that bandwagon and did it just because everybody else was using it as an excuse. So sure. clearly, Rory loves jumping on bandwagons. 
Yeah. So I, I, I did a little digging. Uh, and do you want to know the three? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, this is a great moment for us to just kind of check our personal biases. But sure. uh, one of them is a girl. Uh, not a girl. Pardon me. A woman. Lydia oh. Ko. Lydia Ko. We didn't wow. even think about the LPGA players. But Lydia Ko is one of them. And the other one, not not Tiger, because Tiger, as we remember, was an amateur just for a brief while. Uh, Jordan Spieth. Get the fuck out. Get that with me. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> wow. You know what? This is a great opportunity for us to remind ourselves that we got to consider the LPGA too. You know, again, just check your personal biases. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys have heard, but futures, women are future. You know, gender is a spectrum as well. Yeah, true. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think, uh, I think we've set a lot of context. It was a little bit more than I expected. Uh, you guys now fully understand and remember Rory's career. I think we've set it up quite nicely. And now we've got, uh, a bit of a break for a few segments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kick this off to you and oh. I'm going to basically, this is called, this is a job for. Um, so I'm going to give you five scenarios and I'm uh-huh. going to ask you who's better for the scenario, buff Rory oh. or fat boy Rory. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm ready for this. Yep. I was going to answer, but I feel like this is your wheelhouse. So I'm going to let you take it. Yeah. This feels great. Okay. I already love this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number one, a state fair with, this seems like a trick question, a state fair with a, quote, all-you-can-eat wristbands. Oh. It does, it does seem like a trick question because it seems so straightforward. But it's like one of those things, like if I just answered like four Ds on a multiple cho- to- choice test in a row, even though I know they're the right answers, am I going to make that fifth one an A? I don't think I am. Obviously, this is a job for Fat Rory. Wow. So you're going to go against your gut. I'm going to go against a. my gut. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to ignore the aesthetics of it and I'm just going to go with my gut and know that Fat Rory, who considered East Tennessee State, probably knows how to fuck with a deep fried stick of butter. That is fair. Don't forget the Oreos as well. But that's a great point. I mean, looking back to my days, if I'm taking a test and I got 4D all the aboves in a row, you know number 4, I'm clicking none of the above. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's got to be. What kind of fucking masochist puts five Ds in a row on a test? I mean, what are you trying to do? This is for the kids, man. Yeah, it's for the kids. Okay. Think All right, kids. Fat Boy okay. Roy, number one. Number yeah. two, a 24-hour bender with John mm-hmm. Daly, mm-hmm. Lenny De- De- Dykstra. Dykstra, there we go. Classic. And Bill Romanowski in Vegas. Oh, in Vegas, 24-hour bender? 24-hour bender, that's it. Are, are we guaranteed that we're not getting arrested? Uh, I will give you that guarantee. Uh, again, this, this feels like job for fat Rory. I mean, this is, I, I bet you the only hesitation I have here is that I feel like fat Rory was a big, uh, like an alcohol pops guy. He's drinking a lot of Smirnoff ices, right? Like he's maybe oh, yeah. a little, he's not quite sure how he feels about beer and he's not quite sure he feels about cocktails, but he will kick back six Smirnoff ice blueberry blasts real fast. Mm. Um, but that's, that's a lot of sugar, first and foremost. You, I, we're not suggesting that to any of our listeners. No. But again, this feels like a job for Fat Rory. Okay, so Fat Boy Rory, two in a row. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget the sloppy Fat Rory image that we saw of him, uh, you know, bukkaking that bottle of champagne over the Ryder Cup people. That's true. I could also see Rory diving into a little Bacardi, uh, a little Bacardi rum, maybe dragon fruit style, mixing oh, it yeah. with some Mountain Dew Code Red. Not sure yeah. if you've been there before, but it's a wild time. <laughs> yeah, you okay. go one time and you never go back. <laughs> okay, Fat Boy Roy, two in a row. Ooh, this one's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, top golf with Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, who we've oh. seen there before. Yeah. Uh, Gronk and sure. DK Metcalf. Oh, good God. All right, this is a big, this is a real big muscle dummy convention. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so we're going to break up the trend here. We're, we got to go with Buff Rory on this one because. First of all, he's going to need to assert his physical dominance. He's not going to have it, okay? Because these are three specimens in terms of the uh, the strength here. So what he can do to distract them, because they're going to sniff out the weakest link and they're going to capitalize. I'm worried that they might try to beat the shit out of Rory. They're going to go to prison yard rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he can show off that long drive and just hit it outside of the top golf altogether, he's going to establish himself that he is a member of the pack and then God knows where that night goes afterwards. Then maybe, maybe once they leave Top Golf, then maybe he reverts back to Fat Rory. I don't know if that's 
I don't know if it's a shapeshifter type thing that we got going on here, mm. but if that's an option, that's uh, that, that might work. I think you're right. It's also an opportunity for Fit Rory, or as we say, Buff Rory, to pull off a strong boy stinger and try and blast through the net. I through can also net. see that happening. Mm-hmm. Or just try to show how he could snap a golf club with his swing speed alone. Oh, right. Yeah, one yeah. of those regular shafts, Callaway's yeah. just killing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've all been. <laughs> yeah, they don't stand a chance. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right, so we've got two Fat Boy Roy's, one Buff Roy. We'll see if Buff Roy can make a comeback here. Number four, a leisurely hike. Okay, this might be a trick question, too. A leisurely hike through the English countryside. Okay. So uh, my first thought is obviously Buff Rory because we don't want him getting tired. Uh, I mean, you know, either or. Uh, Northern (laughs) Ireland, technically part of England, but that's neither here nor there. Um, However, you know, it's no secret I'm not a big fan of England. Uh, So I'm going to go ahead and say we're going to want Fat Rory for this one so that we never have to actually do the fucking hike in the first place. Hopefully we don't even have to step, step foot in the country. Okay. You don't like England? Not a big fan. Can you want to feel like listeners yeah, might wonder that's why? Diff- that's probably a different episode. I don't know. If, I don't know if we have enough tape on the uh, on the oh, old reel for, okay. the, for why I don't the like. Twenty eleven MacBook might run out of memory, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's only got five hundred megs. So okay, all right. I'll save it for another time. Maybe we'll take that to Twitter as well. A lot of Twitter plugs. Uh, okay, last one. Mm. So that was that was Fat Boy, right? Yes, we got three fat boys, three one, fat boy, one, one buff. buff. Last one. A CrossFit workout. <laughs> okay. Again, <laughs> they try to trip me up at the very end, but it's not going to happen. I'm constantly vigilant, all right? CrossFit workout, you're thinking, oh, of course, Buff Rory. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Nobody wants to do a CrossFit workout. Nobody wants to hear about your fucking CrossFit workout. We're going fat Rory so that we never have to enter the fucking place in the first place. And hopefully we go find one of those all-you-can-eat Chinese buffets at East Tennessee State. I rest my case. The defense rests. Next witness. Objection. Thank you. Wow. Four fat boys, one buff. That was unexpected. And I got to say, I'm feeling quite confused. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Number two. Segment number two. This is called I'm Only Happy When It Rains. Oh, so Rory isn't exactly winning any, quote, Mr. Personality contests out there. Um, Mm -hmm. So the question is, we're wondering what will get the Northern Irishman's eyes twinkling a little bit. So we've got some Mm -hmm. options here. And I think Mm -hmm. the question is, will this make Rory's eyes twinkle or not? Sure. Yeah. Is it a twinkle or a no twinkle? Twinkle or no twinkle? Uh, I'll give yeah. you this again. Number one, mm-hmm. a One Direction reunion tour. Ah, okay. So which one is he friends with? Ne- Niels something? Nile, yeah. Nile. Nile. Mm-hmm. This, uh, this again kind of feels like a trick question. You'd think he'd be very excited. I think this is a no twinkle because it would take away the one-on-one time that these two seem to enjoy so much. When they're hanging out, just the two of them. So I'm going right. to go ahead and say this is probably going to be a no twinkle. I tend to agree. I think he likes Niall being on his own. Mm. Um, they can kind of be, you know, a couple stallions out in the field in that countryside. Mm-hmm. If they're not going to hike, mm-hmm. they'll hop on a horse and nope. it'll be those two together. Yeah, so I, I, I agree. Probably a, ti- probably a tiny horse. Why don't you go ahead and fake. give me the next one? Oh, I'd love to. Uh, okay. So the next scenario is uh, the infamous pumping iron documentary featuring none other than arnold schwarzenegger pumping iron documentary marathon on sky sports Hmm. now i feel like you want me to say twinkle because he's clearly getting in he he likes to work out right you heard um but at the end of the day i'm gonna say no twinkle and there's a couple reasons number Uh one the guy's been working out for years now okay i didn't know i didn't even know He's been working out for years. Do you see him smile? No. So clearly, that's a great, that's a great take. the working out isn't, I mean, talk about science. Like, you add a variable. He added working out. He still doesn't smile. So number one, I'm going to say no twinkle. Number two, the guy's on the PGA Tour. He's got residency in Florida. He's an American now, okay? 
I know when it comes yeah. to Ryder Cup, he's Team Europe, but that guy's not watching Sky Sports anymore. Let's be real. Yeah. No twinkle. Yeah, he probably he probably doesn't know what VPN clients are either. So no. I, I feel good with that. That's a no, no, no twinkle, no. sure. Yeah. No. Okay. So mm-hmm. so far, um, so far we got a lot of Fat Boy Roy and No Twinkle. Okay. That this is yeah yeah okay. This is number three. Tough. Uh, a 3 a.m. screening in the basement of his house. I'm going to assume in Florida, while his wife's asleep. Sure. Of a 30 for 30 on Caroline Wozniacki. Oh wow. Oh. This, oh wow. His okay. I got my view, but go ahead. His go former ahead. fiance. Fiance. Yeah. Uh huh. This feels like a uh, a shameful twinkle. Oh, I don't think he wants anyone to see. Sure. He doesn't want anyone to see this twinkle, <laughs> but it's maybe one of the fiercest twinkles you'll ever see. Oh yeah. I think uh, I think that there's something. I think there's you know some stones that were left uh, unturned, perhaps. I don't know, but um, that's feeling like uh, prickly territory. But, uh, I mean, we all know what that's like, the X-Flame, you know? I mean, so I think he's got a twinkle on that one. You know what? We don't, we're not a big relationship podcast here, but I will tell you, we've all had exes, and there mm-hmm. is something weird that happens when you mm-hmm. become an ex. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the resentment, the relationship that existed before, as soon as that breakup happens, that relationship is never the same. And it can be a little awkward, but it can also, you know, provide a little twinkle. And um, I agree. I think this is Twinkle Toes all the way down. Uh, what do they say? All right, so we got one. We got uh, one. What's the little toe saying? I think it's from the windows to the wall to the sweat runs down my balls. Is that what you're thinking? Uh, I wasn't thinking that as much as like uh, Twinkle oh. and goes all the way home. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. I, I guess I heard a different nursery yeah, yeah, but growing work. up. Both but, work. Okay. 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 What's next? Okay, um, so the next one we have, uh, friend of the pod, Brandel, makes an appearance. He had to. I mean, he already kind of has when we're talking about Roars, but maintaining fake Twitter accounts to assault Brandel and his numerous other haters. Twinkle, no twinkle. Hmm. This is tough. And full caveat, Strat and I haven't seen these, so we're flying by the seat of our pants right now. My gut sure. says twinkle oh. because... Of anyone on the PGA Tour, I think Spieth is up there too with this, but I think Rory's even more uh, straightforward and and blunt. Rory tells it how it is, and Rory gets Mm -hmm. real frustrated when people question him. And he's not very good at uh, masking his emotion and disdain. So, um, yeah, I could see Little Roars creating a, a burner account and going after Brandel insulting his workouts because even though he's not twinkling at a pumping iron documentary marathon on Sky Sports, we do know that he does like to work out. It just doesn't make him smile. So I could see him going after Brandel on, on Twitter. I think that's twinkle. Yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel the same. That feels right. Okay, last but not least for this one, an orderly and well-thought-out Brexit plan. Ah, okay. Uh, Brexit. Very complicated. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, we could dedicate an entire episode. So <laughs> whether or not, yeah. Uh, but, uh, again, Rory is a Northern Irishman. He flies the flag of England. He doesn't identify as, a, uh, as, a, as your typical Irishman. So Brexit isn't going to affect him as intimately as perhaps it might some of the other neighboring countries particularly the the island of of ireland however uh sectarian violence between english and the irish i mean it's well documented um this one feels about as complicated as brexit in general uh i've got to imagine that uh something that would prevent as much violence as possible and uh lead to the peaceful transition of power as well as not destabilizing the entire European Union and its currency is it's probably going to bring a twinkle to his eyes. I'm going with the twinkle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's got the full twinkle there. So, just to review, that was let's see, was that 3 That was that was twinkles? four twinkles and one. Yeah. No no no, that was two twinkles. Two twinkles, three no twinkles. Okay, so hey, if anyone can make Rory smile, it's us. We know. We know what makes him smile. 
Oh, hey, that's pod. that could be future future job for us. Little little twinkle toe guy. Think about it. Think about it. Okay. Well, we got one more funny segment, and then we'll dive into some uh, comparisons and talk um, a little bit more on Rory on tour. But this one's called "Are You There, Rory?" Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Major championships. Oh, okay. Okay, so we can't like deny that. Rory's talent. We've gone through it in great detail. But what the hell is it going to take for him to get back to his dominant ways in the majors? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll start this off. Okay. I'll start this off for us, and you tell me. Uh, it, motivation. We've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. The guy seems like a guy who couldn't really care less if he's out there if he's winning if he's not winning he says the things that sound right you know he says i'm out here to win majors but do you believe him no i mean is there is there something that he can find that's going to shift that motivation or do you think that he just uh he's gotta he's gotta look for something else what do you think here's what i think and we'll get to the comparison versus speeth but using that as an example Serm loves to talk about grinders. Every chance he gets, mm-hmm. he'll call mm-hmm. out someone as a grinder. And we love grinders on the part train because that's what the train's about. But Rory, in my mind, is not a grinder. Rory is mm-hmm. a premier talent that hits the ball a mile somehow with his frame. And when he's got it, he's got it. And he rides that wave when he has it. But if he doesn't have it, do you remember like five years ago when he had like the toothache and he withdrew and he got so much shit and he got pissed at the media and he like later admitted that he probably should have stayed on and, and fought it out. But he literally mm-hmm. had a toothache. I just remembered this. Yeah. So to me, he's hurt. the guy got, he, again, he's a 2011 MacBook. Okay. He was the top performing machine. He got a little complacent. He's now got everything that he would ever want. And like right now, if he retired, he'd be a Hall of Famer. So I don't see Easily. Rory like digging in and wanting to be one of the best. I just don't see it. I mean, is he a is he a racing thoroughbred horse who shows up if the conditions are perfect? Mm. Has won a triple crown, maybe not a triple crown because he doesn't have a Masters, but let's say for three. For three years, he's won two out of the three of the Triple Crown, and now all of a sudden, they just put him in the stud farm, and he's living the life of luxury, eating all the hay that money can buy and having sex with beautiful mares in the hopes of creating a future champion? Is that where he's at right now? I mean, that doesn't feel wrong. <laughs> all right, well, think about it. You know, okay. let us know in the Twitter. Again. Okay. <laughs> all right, moving on. What's the next one? Uh, new swing coach? Oh, New swing coach. Uh, full disclosure, I don't even know if he has a swing coach right now. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, I'm, really assuming, don't I'm assuming he does. Yeah. I don't think he needs a fucking swing coach. His swing is beautiful. I mean, the guy, like you said, he hits it a goddamn mile, and he's not that big. Have you heard that? Have you heard about that? You mm. guys, have you ever watched around and heard an announcer mention mm. how small Rory is and then he hits it far? But the guy does hit it far as shit. Watching him drive the ball is uh, is a thing of beauty. His... Talk about trash goals. You watch his pro tracer on the weekends, and it's it's gorgeous. Um, I don't think the guy needs a swing coach. He's clearly in command of his swing. I think, uh, you know, it's, again, this is probably more of a motivation thing. So swing coach, nah. Whatever he's got right now, if he's got it, uh, keep it. It's fine. I agree. I think the next one, and let's just do two more because we, we still got a bit to go through. Uh, sure. Bones McKay on the bag to me oh. real interesting. Oh, and here's I why. Like that. This ahead. whole thing that's been happening over the last couple of years of like putting your boy on on the bag. Look, I get it. Okay, if I was on tour and Strat was on my bag, we like talking through shots. That'd be fun. But mm-hmm. you know, getting a guy like Bones, can you imagine? I mean that. That is just, it adds a level, here's the difference. It feels like you have added value to the team and you know that that guy has experience and like he's the, the top of his game in that area. The, the flip side of that with your buddy is like, you're just there, you're kind of doing it all. 
but your buddy's there for like support. It's a very different feel. I agree. I mean, are you gonna are you gonna tell your buddy who's paying you and is your buddy and is very rich and is probably paying you a lot? Are you gonna tell him what he actually needs to hear? Or are you gonna tell him what you think is probably gonna keep you in his good graces? It's a lot it's a lot of pressure to put onto a buddy. Uh, and Bones, I mean, he's one of the best. I will say I would be upset to lose him and his commentary over the weekends because uh, it's some of the best. And as another quick aside, the guy really just came into his own very quickly on that commentary game. I mean, it sounds like the guy has been on the mic for 30 years. He's There's a level of comfort. There's an incredible level of analysis. I love it. Uh, again, I digress, but uh, I have to agree with you on this one. Yeah, I totally agree. The last thing is lock arm putting technique. And honestly, oh. I think this is probably pretty quick. Why wouldn't he try any putting technique he can? Jesus That's been really the Christ. difference. I mean, switch it every round if you have to. Whatever you're doing, it's not fucking working. If you Do you ever watch someone and be more, excluding Duff Daddy, and are more <laughs> unconfident of the fact that the guy's going to hit a putter? I mean, it, every every time, it's the hand that he throws at the Oh, oh crap. Oh, oh my God! We, you know what? You know exactly what I'm doing right now. It's one of these. Oh, oh my oh. God! It's it's the <laughs> it's the move you make when you almost make a putt and your whole body goes into a seizure and your arms go up in there and oh, I oh. I don't know how your back is held up through it, but it's probably from the uh, the body wrecking. Yeah, well, it's you know I got I'm keeping an eye on those discs. I got a lot of disc health concerns. Okay, well we've gone through a Ooh. lot. Uh, we we're basically helping Rory be, get back to generational talent in the majors. Um, so you're welcome. Um, let's just go to mm-hmm. a quick. Uh, f- this is actually a tip that we just heard in his interview after he won the players with Scott Van Pelt, which we thought we talked about it last time we played really hit home. So I wanted to mention it for the loyal listeners. Um, SVP asked him, you're on 18. Uh, you've got water all along the side of the hole, trouble everywhere. Um, what do you do to hit the shot you need? You got to hit a perfect drive to win the tournament. Over $2 million. What do you do? And he goes, what did he say, Strat? Uh, I believe he said that he just swings as hard as he fucking can. And we've heard Brooks say that too. And look, there's a there's a balance between swinging as hard as you can and maintaining like rhythm and tempo. You don't want to get jerky at the top, but there is something to be said with that. Where when you swing hard at it, you're you're not holding anything back. You're not trying to hold on anything. And so, I got, basically, I, tomorrow I, that's what we're going to be doing. I gotta imagine that there isn't a tip that would give Serm more of an aneurysm than swing as hard as you can on 18 with the, with the, with the tournament in the balance. I mean, talk about risk mitigation. Serm is having a fucking heart palpitations when he hears that. God bless him. (laughs) That is so, so true. That is so on point. There's been a lot of great takes. Okay. Um, all right. Let's talk about Rory versus speed for a second. Cause I feel like of the young players, these are probably the two premier guys. Um, Rory has four majors, one player, needs a master. Spieth has three majors, needs a PGA. Um, so, real quick, Rory's got 15 PGA Tour, nine international, like we talked about before. Spieth has 11 PGA Tour, two international. So, here's the question. Who will have a better career when they're both done? This is fascinating, and I got to tip my hat to you on this one because I didn't, I would have never thought to compare these two because there's a part of me that views them as peers, but not realizing that Rory's been in the game much longer than Spieth. Yeah. And to see those stats side by side uh, 15 PGA versus 11 for Jordan, nine international versus two for Jordan. Granted, Rory spent much more time in yeah, Europe. Like, and you still can holds throw out part. international. You could basically exactly. say four majors versus three, 15 versus 11. Right. But the same, uh, and I would even venture to say that those four majors versus Spieth's three are probably probably about the same. I mean, two, two PGAs, a British and a U.S. versus, you know, Masters, U.S. and British. I, I could never win the fucking PGA in my life, and I wouldn't give two shits <laughs> yeah. as long as I won the Masters, yeah. the U.S., and the British, right? Right. Um, but in terms of who's going to have the better career, 
my now it's tough because we've got recency bias here because Jordan's playing like burnt dog shit right now mm. and can't seem to figure out anything. But what's always been the knock against Jordan has been if he can't putt, then he doesn't have what it takes to be competitive in the game because he's not hitting it a mile. His long irons are fine. I mean, his uh, his distance control and his wedges and his putting is essentially what's gotten him his success in his not in his you know breakthrough years. However, Rory can't putt for shit either. So even though he's armed with all of these incredible weapons, like his distance, his accuracy, his long irons, his wedges, etc., I feel like I got to lean with Rory on this one because he has more of the components for a complete game than Jordan does. Mm. You can probably figure out putting. I mean, when Spieth is on, maybe one of the best putters in the world. Would you disagree? Maybe the best. Maybe one of the best. However, when he's on in every other avenue, he's he's in the top 20% on the PGA. I mean, when he's the driver well, he's not anywhere close to what Rory, DJ Brooks, you know, the big dogs are doing. When he's hitting his, his long irons, he's not anywhere close to what the big dogs are doing. So in terms of analyzing the complete game, their current slumps notwithstanding, I feel like Rory just has more of the tools needed for a more prolific career. I pass it over to you. Interesting. You know, I almost feel the opposite. Hmm. I feel like I'm going to go with the guy that I know is the better putter because we know what that does. But also, like I mentioned before, Spieth is a grinder. Like, you know, uh, when Augusta rolls around, yeah. Spieth's going to be up there. Like, something clicks with him. Uh, I can't fucking um, wait for the Masters. In the Majors and especially the fr- at the Masters. So, there's something about him. I love watching a player that plays his best when they need to the most. So mm-hmm. Spieth, when he plays well, to me is number two to Tiger for most exciting player to watch. Like I get so jacked up when Spieth is up there. Um, mm. So I'm going to go with Spieth for that reason. But here's the interesting thing, and my other question. I think we both agree Spieth is more likable. Um, Absolutely. Like... I don't know about you, but when Rory, it's probably because we didn't have Rory on our, our gambling teams, but um, mm-hmm. when Rory won the players, I wasn't that excited. Not at it all. It did nothing for me. Nope. You know what I did? Like when I miss a putt. Ah. <laughs> so why is Spieth more likable? What is it? You know, maybe it is the grinder thing. Maybe it, this, that's like actually every something. Man. Like well, when you said that, in terms, here's here's my big problem with Rory, and I've said it before, so it shouldn't be surprised if you're, uh, you know, if you're one of our avid listeners. But what bothers me about Rory is what bothers me about LeBron James, which is that you've got guys that clearly have something else. They've got an extra gear. They, I mean, LeBron's a freak of fucking nature. Rory in the golf world, a freak of fucking nature. He shouldn't be able to hit it as far as he can. But you just don't see the type of insane, borderline sociopathic dedication to victory that you see from a guy like Tiger or that you see from a guy like Jordan. Like you said, I don't think motivation is not an issue for Jordan. Even when he's playing terribly, you watch that guy and you know that he's trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and how he can get back to where he was. And with Rory, I don't really see that. I don't think that he has that, or at least I don't, you know, maybe he's not a motive or, or whatever it is, but he just doesn't seem like a dude that, that really is bothered if he's winning or if he's not winning. Whereas Spieth seems like the kind of guy where he's going to do everything he damn well can to make sure he's in that winner's circle at the end of the tournament. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Here's a quick other comparison going beyond wins. Rory has seven second places, five third places. Actually, seems kind of low. Um, 73 top 10s, which we talked about. Spieth has 13 second places, basically double. Six third place, basically the same. And 57 top 10 finishes in a lot less events. Wow. So, yeah. The, the last thing I'll say, because we're, we're pretty much at time, is um, one thing I was thinking about tonight is as American fans, that's another thing that might make Spieth so much more likable is the whole Rory versus Patrick Reed thing. Like mm. we loved the back and forth in that Ryder cup match, 
But I don't know about you. Like when Poulter gets jacked up, it's like, okay, that's enough. But I know that's kind of his thing. Whereas when Rory tries to do the Poulter, I basically take my laptop and throw it off the table. It is (laughs) is so forced. It is so tough to watch. And when he's like putting his hand to his ear to the American crowds at Hazeltine and like shushing us, it I maybe my take is ever since that moment, he has been less appealing to the American golf fan. Yeah, that's fair. That feels fair. And particularly because, like you said, it feels forced. Poulter is a fucking asshole, but you, you know it and he plays the role well. And I have there's never a doubt in my mind that that guy isn't a fucking cunt. But he shows oh. up to the Ryder Cup and he does his thing. And, you know, you, you, you got to take your hat off to him because the guy plays well when he needs to. But with Rory, it was almost like it looked like his face didn't work the right way when he was trying to, like, scream and stuff and get all jacked up. It was like he didn't know how to, to smile or, like, have the angry face. I don't know. It was a little bit weird. It was borderline Goonies. What's that guy's it, You name? know what it felt like? It felt like. Uh, Chunk? No, Chunk. I don't know what his no, name No, not was. Chunk. <laughs> <laughs> the monster? Yeah, yeah, who's the monster? <laughs> you know what it felt like? It's like, uh, I don't know if you watch Westworld, he's like a, he's like a version 1.0 of the hosts. Like, they haven't quite worked out the facial, uh, you know, mechanisms yet, but they're getting close, and they got a software update coming out in about the six months that should take care of it. I think you know I don't watch Westworld, but... Uh, <laughs> I'll be a little too scary. <laughs> yeah, a little too scary for me. All right. Well, that is, that, that's our deep dive on Rory. I'd say the last thing is, does he win a major this year, yes or no? No. No. Really? No. And look, you know, I want to... No, not a chance. I also, I want to caveat this with, you know, we do a lot of shit talking about Rory, but at the end of the day, it's because we know what he's capable of and we want him to get back to it. We want Rory... Jordan, JT, Tiger, all those dudes battling each other. We want them all at their best. So I hope he can find it. That's fair. Yeah, we want him. We want him up there. And look, April 11th week comes around and he's up there. You know Jordan's going to be there. Ricky's been there. You know Tiger's going to be there. We still need to determine what we're going to do if that all happens. Jesus Christ, I cannot wait. For the Masters. Do you know that it's my favorite tournament? Uh, Have you heard that? I've heard that. Yeah. Okay. It's almost as, I'm almost as certain about you loving the Masters as I know Serm's going to need a few more minutes to figure out that tech. (laughs) God bless him. Okay. Well, uh, that was the Roy Deep Dive. And uh, we'll be back for another in, in a couple weeks.